You are listening to a message from First Assembly of God. We are a church on a mission to restore everyone, everywhere, to a loving and holy God. If today's message inspires you in any way, would you consider sharing it with a friend? This is just one of the many ways that you can be a part of what God is doing here at First Assembly. So often, the way we look at ourselves, we keep thinking or get distracted by other things. Like we'll even ask, ever wish you hadn't? Yeah, what, what is that for you? Like, be specific. You don't have to yell it out loud, okay? You might freak out the person beside you if you do. But just even the couple things. I wish I hadn't done this. Like, there are things that I I might even allow someone to chop off one of my arms so that that never happened. I wish I had never done that. Maybe the statement where you say, I wish I had done this. What is that in your life? If I had only... And you think that then life would be much, much better if I hadn't done this and I had done that. And when I look in the mirror, it would look a lot better to me. I know when I, uh, I look in a mirror, now for, this is for the guys, wish you could just see that manly man. You ever have that? Eventually you kind of give up on it. Yeah, the man, no, that's not going to happen. But you look at it. And even for a woman, you want to be a little bit diva? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, let that sink in. I just too snapped on the hit. Yeah, that's right. Don't make me do around the world. Snap. We have views that are stuck in our mind that create a perspective. And our perspective, to be honest, are typically stuck. We're not purposely trying to have a better understanding by definitely understanding God correctly. And we'll get to scriptures before we're done. But we think the way we perceive is correct. What if it isn't? (laughs) Here's a shocker. I know this this will be difficult for some of us. Um, There are times where you're not right. (laughs) And you okay, Robin? You all right? Because I know that would be be hard. Very hard. Now let me talk about a mirror for just a second. A mirror is an object that reflects light in such a way that then it, that range of wavelengths comes back to us. Do you think we always had mirrors within society? There were different times where the best mirror they had is they would take basically dark, gross water and then keep it level and then that was their mirror when they would look into it. Mirrors didn't always exist like this. But the creation of a mirror like this means a lot. And it's not just the reflection, okay? It gives a view. But actually, mirrors uh, do a lot more than that. Uh, They actually, the apparatus called a telescope. Ooh. 
okay? Uh, and then lasers and cameras and industrial machinery, all because of? Oh, you guys are sharp. You guys are on it. The mirror is a powerful thing. I know when I look into a mirror, what I don't want to see, whether it's reality or not, is that I'm getting older. Who wants, who wants to see that you're going to get older? Oh, yeah, I'd love it. Get another wrinkle. Yeah, you, because you have no idea yet. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Ty. I do. I, I had a friend in his early 20s that dyed his hair gray. Because he wanted to look like he was a person of wisdom. <laughs> I know a lot of people with gray hair, they ain't got wisdom. I'm just going to tell you that right now. No guarantee. No, not everybody here. Everybody here with gray hair. Yeah, you're wise. Wise. Do you ever look um, in the mirror and see your anger? I love how people get quiet on that one. I mean the real anger that's actually there. The anger that you're using to run everything else you do and wonder why you react the way you do. To be honest, ever since I had surgery, which is four years ago this July, my family has told me, I think some staff have told me, but I, I'm, I'm harsh, more harsh than I was before. Now part of that I tie up to you're going to lose your life possibly and so all of a sudden, what really becomes important sticks. And you don't want to hold anything back because you have no idea when all of a sudden the cancer is going to come back up. So you want to be able to speak plainly and cleanly so that it's understood. But that doesn't mean you have to be harsh. Jesus wasn't always harsh, but there were times that Jesus was harsh. But it's not anger because we're letting ourselves be a little bit out of control. And sometimes we've been injured so much that our perspective, we think we have the right, you ever tell yourself this? To do these things. In fact, addiction happens a lot that way. I have the right. I've been injured that way or abused that way. So I have the right to look at porn. I have the, the, the right to act the way that I do because of this, because of that. Because Hear the anger that begins to flow. And the, if anger is not dealt with, it becomes bitterness. And if bitterness is not dealt with, your life becomes a swamp. And then there's the parts that break us. When the uh, unplanned things occur, crisis. For my family, one of our crises was obviously me having a tumor in my brain. Feeling like God pushes me and wants me to go on with education and going all the way through my doctorate. And then to have a disease that actually eats my brain over time. Oh, I talked with God about that one. You send me to do something 
and then you allow a crisis to come into my life when we weren't ready for it, and it's huge, a huge crisis. Something that shatters you from the inside out. Something where all of a sudden it's moving so quickly that in days where you have to have the surgery, your three kids might not have a dad. Your wife may not have a husband. Shatters everything. Now you have other things in your life that bring cracks, not devastation. You have other things in your life, choices, again, that you wish you could fix, but they're still attached to you. Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. So that's not quite the, well, that was, I keep breaking you down. Okay, there we go. Smaller ones that still are cracks. Maybe it's the way that you were treated by someone that you love. Someone you thought should take care of you in a certain way. And then you find out the way they've been doing that was wrong. When you're just on the inside, you don't always know that. But then when you go to the outside and you realize how you've even been beat up in a way that you shouldn't have been by them. Those are cracks that are in you. Or the ones where, man, these are strong. The ones where you are wrong to someone else and you don't admit it. You don't ask for forgiveness and think they should just be able to get over it. Scripture is very clear about forgiveness. We walk in it so that we can receive it. But if yours is so messed up, even when you mess up, you're not allowing them to forgive you by you apologizing to them. That's still all messed up. Decisions that you make take you down a wrong path. Decisions of what you're taking into your system that lead to other addictions. And then there's also the frame of the mirror. The frame is the thing on the outside edge that's holding all the pieces together, whatever's left. Now, imagine having a life where there's no frame. Because a frame can be a lot of different things. It could be your family. You have a solid family doesn't mean they do a lot of good sometimes, but there are times that get messed up, but you have a solid family. You believe in that family, and that's your framework. It holds all the pieces together. Maybe it's your education. Maybe it could be the schooling. Maybe it's your friendships that you found family in them, and you have a group of people, and that creates this framework. There are people in this world that have no frame. So when this is broken, what happens? Flares. 
Because even with the frame, we lose pieces. But with no frame, that's why we see what we see in the world. Now, one of the frames for people, this can be religious. But we don't want religion. There is no religion in the world that can save you, including Christianity made into a religion. No religion can save you. It's a genuine and personal relationship with Jesus Christ that changes everything. Now, when you look at yourself through this, do you think you see yourself clearly? When we talk to one another about holding on to God, when we talk to one another about not owning it ourselves, meaning I'm going to do it my way. When we talk to each other about God and, and staying close to him and staying in, his, in the word, there's a reason. It's not to go down a religious path. It's to give us the tools that when everything is jacked up, we can go to the one and only person who can actually heal us. This is what I felt like I was supposed to bring today. You need God. You need Jesus, the Christ, to heal the parts that nothing else can. No friend can do this. No amount of money can do this. Not owning the right shoes that cost like thousands of dollars. I just don't get that at all. And it's not the right car that gives you all the bling. None of those things. Come on, it's all the way back to your kid and if I just had this certain bike and then you get the bike, right? Is that still the thing you need? No. And eventually that goes away too. Don't you think the rest of the world and the rest of the planet, no matter where you go, is the same way? Without the one who built you. Because Jesus, because God, because the Holy Spirit built you on purpose. Part of what you go through in the redemption process, the fancy word's called sanctification. It means to be set aside for a holy purpose. Not only does he redeem you and give you a frame that actually can hold you together, not only does he begin to redeem every single piece, a piece at a time, and not only does he take that and form that and shape that so that once again you would be able to see clearly but there are so many things that get in the way so many things that get in the way James 1 23 through 25 for you listen to the word and don't obey it's like glancing at your face in a mirror you see yourself walk away and forget what you look like This is a metaphor. This is a word picture. It's meant to grab you. It's meant to make you think. For even, even, uh, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself. 
You walk away. And you're so sure in your pride that you have saw clearly. But then you forget what you look like. If you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free. So this is about God. This is about Christ. This is about the redemption. This is about salvation. To redeem. Take all the pieces and to redeem it. It's the only way that can happen. Through Jesus. What he accomplished on the cross. Check out John chapter 14 and read 15 through the end of the chapter. It's an amazing set of pieces that are there. I can't go on all into that, but it's just an amazing thing how we're in Christ and Christ is in us and Christ is in the Father and the Father sends us the Holy Spirit very clearly how we are saved. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. You want to draw close to God You want to have healing no matter what the broken pieces are. The word of God. Plain. This isn't anything cryptic. This isn't anything. This is taking hard pieces. In fact, I love that about Pastor Joel. He takes a bunch of hard pieces and he'll work them into a way that he can teach us and show us. And it's just absolutely amazing what he does. You guys, we have an amazing lead pastor here. I'm not getting paid extra just to say that, I promise. And I do get a day off tomorrow, but that has nothing to do with that comment. All right, so. The word of God, simple. If you're not finding time, what do you think the enemy of your soul wants to do to distract you and give you too many things so that you can't be in the word of what? Not complicated. The enemy of your soul wants to isolate you, wants to to beat you up and then keep you at that place. Because what happens? What happens when you find God and genuinely walk with him? And he heals you. You then all of a sudden have the ability to do the same for other people. You're going to introduce them to Christ who can save them. And you're going to walk them through the steps of what it means. That's why we have connecting point for that initial step. That's why we have growth track for those weeks, four weeks, where you can grow and learn and become. That's why we have life groups. That's why we have ministry groups. That's why we have teaching groups. None of that is made just so that we as a church have something to do. We have plenty to do. But we want to disciple the people that God would bring here. Our vision is to restore every person he would bring to God. Simple. It's not fashionable. It's honest. We all come broken. We all have more broken things that are in front of us. Go to his word. God will help heal you. The next is growing up. It says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. Imagine that. But when I grow up, when I grew up, I put away childish things. 
To be honest, some of us in this room, and let me say it carefully, you need to grow up. I meet too many adults that are still reliving something in their past. And I get it, even when it's a horrible thing. They're reliving something that they need to let go. And it's a classic image that we've given before. But when you're in a car, how do you see backwards? There's a rearview mirror. But it's a reference point. If you drove the whole time looking in the rearview mirror, is that a problem? If you tried driving backwards, there's a cartoon character that does that. If you try driving backwards using the rear view mirror, is that a good? No. It is, let me tell you, so just in case. What's in front of you to look out of? What's in front of you to look out of? Windshield. This is interactive, guys. We work together. We walk through this. The windshield. You're meant to see the big picture referencing your past. It's time to grow up. If you get stuck on something, even reading in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 this morning, don't get stuck on what was. Press in to where God has for you. I'm just telling you, it's biblical. You're not meant to be here to be stuck. No matter what that stuck is, you're not meant to repeat the sin over and over and over and over again. It's time to break that. It's time to go after God. It's time to be in his word. It's time to make a decision to grow up. Third is believing in Christ, but the people's minds were hardened unto this day. Whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand truth. Our minds can be hardened. We can't see truth. And the language here, the veil of our eyes, there's a, a veil that kind of comes over. You can even say that you're religious. You can even say that I'm helping people. You can even be in the word of God and doing these things, but dependent on you is not going to work. You are not the source. God is the source Christ is the source. The Holy Spirit is the source that will flow through you. Daryl, I always appreciate you getting excited, man. That always does my heart good. And I'm serious about that. Guys, it should be the rest of us doing the same thing. And it's not about what I say. It's not about what anybody else says. But it's the truth of what God's wanting us to do. See clearly. For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? The Lord is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. That's why we call it holy. It is literally God's Spirit then put into us. So it happens at salvation. And we also believe that as you pursue God and go after Him, there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit Were you able to speak to God? There are times I have no idea what to say, but I'll allow God to pray through me through the Holy Spirit. And we as a church need to not be fearful of that. 
We can walk you through that whole conversation. We can walk you through what it means to be healthy when we talk to God through speaking in the heavenly language that he would give to us. It's important to not be fearful of that. The fullness of the presence of God. So then we are not sure what to say. First time one of my kids heard me speaking in tongues, they asked me if it was Greek. Are you speaking in Greek? I know some of you that freaks you out and understandable. If you have no background, you may even have a negative background when it comes to it. It's not funky. It's not weird. In fact, we understand in scripture, Paul says it'd be better for you to speak in the language of the people for them to understand. But I also believe that in our small groups, that should be happening more. People are surrendering to God. Oh, I'm getting off. For the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Breaking, let's go ahead and change the mirrors. This is how I want to close. Let me get the worship team up too. In the whole five minutes to when they're supposed to be done. <laughs> Purposely, we've made the mirrors So for you to see yourself in them, you can't stand there. You have to get on your knees. You take the broken pieces of who you are. You bring them to God and it's not standing. It's surrendering. going to your knees some of you the pride is so strong there and under all that you've walked through the pride doesn't want to let you kneel but I'm telling you I will be doing it today I will be going to my knees Saying, God, if there is anything in me that I need to let go, then let me do it. If there is anything in me that is cracked and I don't even realize it, God, then let me give it to you. You form and shape it. And especially if you're here today and you have not committed your life to God, we're going to give you a chance in just a moment to receive Christ through the words of your mouth. Romans chapter 10 but then encourage you that the ultimate surrender is when you go on your knees. For some of us, when's the last time we have prayed on our knees? Not because of tradition, out of respect, out of honor. The idea of what we're talking about today, taking all of the cracked pieces of who we are, God, I don't want to see in a small way 
I don't want to think I see and go off and forget. God, I want to have the clarity, knowing your word, knowing your presence, and walking in your freedom. No thing, nothing else in this world can set you free like the presence of God. We hope that you got a lot out of today's message and that you'll share it with a friend. To stay connected with what's happening here at First Assembly, be sure to go to the App Store and type in 1-A-G-B-N to download the app. Remember, God's created you for a great purpose. Now go and live it out today.